Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. This is your weekly podcast, delivering you the insight, ideas, and inspiration to successfully change and transform in our ever-evolving world of retail. Enjoy listening. Hello, and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. My name is Oliver Banks. I am your host, and I'm delighted to be here with you today. I am a retail transformation and change specialist, and I work with retailers on their complex challenges, helping to gain clarity and drive progress, ultimately resulting in greater profitability and in improved customer experience. Thanks so much for tuning in today. This one is 216, number 216. We're coming to the close of 2022, and it has been another turbulent year for retail and retailers. Loads of disruption on a global level, and plenty of challenges coming out as a result. And we are beginning to understand the global interconnectedness of different countries, different companies, different markets. Ultimately, like I say, the whole world, right? The pandemic highlighted this. If we cast the medical emergency element aside, which is crazy to say that, but the pandemic highlighted this in particular, the global influence of countries like China. It showed us the movement and network of people all around the world moving from society to society and then between sub-societies as well. Consumers gained awareness of the huge operational effort of a global supply chain, especially shipping and logistics, and how, for example, delays or issues in one part of that supply chain can quickly escalate and upset the whole proverbial apple cart. And we also saw with the pandemic how challenges like the toilet paper shortage or availability of silicon chips can escalate so rapidly and how they can further impact behaviours and other outputs. So the pandemic highlighted this global interconnectedness and then so has the Ukraine war. This conflict started in early 2022 and has further shown the impact of global supply chains, in particular sourcing, where different ingredients or raw materials come from and how those raw materials are all then used in different processes, even if we never realised it. And if the availability of that raw material becomes scarce or needs to be completely resourced, suddenly that's a massive headache. But the war has also provided many ethical challenges to the business world, in particular, whether to continue to trade in or with Russia or Russian companies. And then, of course, this conflict has led to many follow-on crises. The fuel crisis, the energy crisis, the cost of living crisis. And of course, we cannot forget the personal crisis that has been experienced by many involved directly or indirectly by this particular local-come-global incident. And when you couple these different crises onto a world that was still recovering from and actually still dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic as well. 
And then you take those challenges and you put them all on the foundation where we've seen an acceleration of change over the past 5, 10, 50 years even, or more. There are loads of impacts, loads of considerations, many factors involved. So what's the point? What can we learn from this? What can we take away from the disruption of 2022? Well, I'm sure there are going to be loads of small learnings and lessons that are specific to your own situation or your own company, and they are ever so valuable. But on a larger scale, I believe that the learning that we can all take from this is around complex systems. Now, I'm not talking about an IT system here, but a system of different elements which are chained together in a tangled web of relationships. To help me, I'm going to quote the late Donella Meadows from her book, Thinking in Systems. And she says, A system is a set of things, people, cells, molecules, or whatever, interconnected in such a way that they produce their own pattern of behavior over time. And as you start to think about these systems and the different interconnected elements, they grow, the scope widens, the detail goes deeper, and suddenly you find it's a really complex system. It's difficult to understand. And actually, we live in a world of complex systems with many interlinked factors. It's a bit like if you take the concept of if this, then that, and you multiply it up to a massive, massive scale, right? And right now, coming out of 2022, I believe we are getting a wider appreciation of the complexity of our world, of our industry, of our company, and of our particular focus. Now, systems were something that I learned a huge amount about back in my engineering career, particularly looking at the system of a photocopier, which might seem perhaps a little mundane, but actually is hugely detailed. There are lots of different parts, lots of different decisions, lots of different aspects that all play into each other, all to produce that one photocopied or printed sheet that perhaps we have taken for granted. And as I cast my mind back to my time in the system engineering world, I gained this appreciation of these multiple factors, how they connect, how they link, and how to understand aspects like variation and failure modes and dependencies and many other considerations as well. And as we come back into the world of retail, perhaps you have started to think about elements like an end-to-end supply chain. That is an appreciation of systems. That is trying to map out this complex network. And I guarantee you, unfortunately, that your end-to-end supply chain doesn't even touch the sides of the true complex system that you find yourself in, unfortunately. (laughs) Sorry to be the bearer of bad news there. You know, there are loads of different factors and it becomes difficult to visualize. It's definitely difficult to imagine it. And it's difficult to therefore compute multiple different if this then that statements for want of a better term and then it changes over time it's dynamic as well and suddenly your head explodes right (laughs) so you might think this is this is too complicated this is too difficult but i'm pretty sure that you're thinking about this already 
you just don't necessarily realise it, or you haven't appreciated or fully taken on board the seismic scale of this. You know, here's an example from the retail industry. You are considering about reducing your prices through discount. You're wanting to reduce stock, let's say. So you lower your prices down from, let's say, recommended retail price. Great. You increase the number of sales. You increase the number of units sold. But you are selling them, therefore, at a lower margin. Your cost price hasn't changed, but your selling price has, right? So now you're going to deliver less profit than perhaps you expected when making that purchase order of stock. But you also risk setting a customer expectation of lower prices, of discounting. Maybe that's something you've done regularly, maybe not. But every time you do discount, it means customers are going to expect, with greater likelihood, more discounts in the future. And therefore, you may struggle to either hold your current prices or perhaps increase prices in the future as well. So therefore, you continue discounting, get on this discount drug, right? You may have heard of that phrase. And now your reduced prices are standardized. But what happens now if you want to sell more, if you want to burn through your stock a bit faster? So you reduce your prices again to drive sales, but now you risk even lower margin. You risk resetting those customer expectations once again. And then you layer on, well, what if your competitor lowers prices at the same time? Now your sales are less and your margin has still been sacrificed. But what if you don't discount? Your competitor scoops up the whole market and your sales are less, your margin is preserved, but you haven't sold anything. So, ah, dang. And then you could expand this tricky little scenario to factor in other trade-offs. Maybe you look at reducing your manufacturing cost, but also reducing quality perhaps therefore as well. Maybe you need to start considering customer perception, brand reputation, trust. How does this play into your marketing strategies? Where does customer experience fit into all of this? And suddenly, all of these different factors, which are all part of this, and many more, I might add, by the way, (laughs) suddenly it gets really difficult, right? And so whilst we're familiar with all of these complex situations, we recognize them, but we don't understand them. Not fully, not truly. Instead, we look to tackle them as a non-complex solution. We look at perhaps only one factor at a time. The rest, we almost treat as noise. We ignore it, right? We sort of have an appreciation of it. We know something's going to happen, but we can't quite work out what it is. As I was saying, it's too complex, too difficult to compute in our head, let alone explain to someone else. So we ignore it. It's all part of the natural variation of the marketplace, right? We can expect that variation. But then, after looking at this complex challenge, this complex system, with only one factor, we get confused. We are expecting something to work, and it doesn't. We are expecting perhaps a certain performance, and we don't get that. We are expecting a result, and we get the opposite. Why is that? We haven't considered everything. And there are loads of other challenges that we bypass along the way as well, by the way. We, all of us, by the way, make a mistake of thinking that things are static. Or we see things as a linear relationship when they're not. 
or we expect changes to have an instantaneous effect, when actually there needs to be time for the system to rebalance before you can really start to see the true effect. We enjoy getting distracted by proverbial red herrings, elements that we think are important and we're very passionate about, but actually they're not important and arguably even irrelevant as well. Or we miss the little factors that we think are insignificant, but actually if they're handled in the right way, they could lead to a major positive impact. And the other thing that we can all be guilty of is we treat this complex system as a black box. We know it's complicated. We know there are lots of different inputs to this one particular output. So we just bundle it all in together and pretend it's very simple, right? We never open that black box to really understand and see how things work. But then we're on the lookout for the ultimate solution. But really, with all of these different challenges that we've just spoken about, we're only really looking at part of the problem only really understanding a tiny part of the small part of the problem, right? So how are you really going to find the ideal solution? And maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking, I hear you, but there's only so many hours in the day. There's only so many human resources in the company. What am I going to do with this? How can I begin to understand this complex system that I find myself in? And that is a totally fair challenge. But let me ask you this, what if we could start to understand the complexity of our system? What if we could more clearly explain and debate and consider and model and plan for these different interlinked factors and different dynamic scenarios? What would that allow you to do if you could understand it? What would it mean for perhaps your business planning? or your strategy across the whole company, or across a particular function, or even on a personal level. If you truly understood the complex system that we find ourselves in, could you do a better job at optimizing that system? Could you do a better job of designing your operating model and your whole organization to deliver to your true goals? I think you could. And I think, therefore, that systems thinking is the answer. You're looking to understand more of this interconnectedness. You're learning, experimenting, exploring, and recognizing the relationships between the different factors, or lack of relationships as well, therefore. And you are mapping out how things fit together. Now, this, as I'm sure you can appreciate, is a massive topic. And it's a very bespoke topic, because your own complex system is going to be very different to the complex system in another company or another organization, or maybe even another part of your own organization, right? So how can you start to do this? I've got three suggestions for you today, three actions for you to take away and help become a better systems thinker. Firstly, get an appreciation, get an awareness of it and encourage those that you work with to also appreciate and become aware of complex systems too. You've listened to the podcast. Great. How can you share this episode with other people that you are working with so they begin to understand the importance of systems 
and systems thinking. How can you begin to appreciate that same system in your world? How can you begin to think, actually, there are lots of different factors here. I wonder how they connect together. So firstly, have an appreciation and an awareness of complex systems and build that with those around you as well. Secondly, start mapping out and drawing the relationships as you see them. Whilst working with others, right? Not a solo activity. And this requires practice. So like I say, just start drawing them out. Personally, I would suggest a piece of paper is the best way. It's quick and I like the tactile nature of it as well. These things can quickly get messy as different parts impact other factors as well, as I'm sure you can appreciate. And I just find personally paper, certainly as an initial go, easier to manage than trying to do it electronically where you're trying to find arrows and text boxes and all this and that, right? So secondly, start mapping out and drawing relationships between things. And then finally, with this appreciation, with having a go at mapping out the complex system, be willing to learn more. So I've got a couple of recommended books that you might want to read or listen to. Firstly, Team of Teams by General Stanley McChrystal. So General McChrystal was heavily involved in the war on terror, and in particular, how to adapt the US military, which is traditionally quite hierarchical, to the more agile, flexible, dynamic nature of Al-Qaeda. A really interesting book, lots of great lessons. It's not just about military for sure. And then the second book is Thinking in Systems by Donella Meadows. I quoted her earlier. She was a scientist and then a researcher at MIT and had a huge amount of systems thinking to begin to understand the environmental sustainability challenge and just how complex that is. And I'm sure with a, a little appreciation now, you can begin to imagine the complex system of environmental sustainability. So there are two books. So that's our third tip. Be willing to learn more. And that's just a little intro there to those two great resources for you. And if your appetite has been whetted and you'd like to understand the complex system in your world a little bit more, then do reach out. It would be great to talk and explore how you can begin to map out and understand and hone your own complex system. My email, as always, is oliver.banks at obandco.uk or message me on LinkedIn. Let me know you've listened to this episode. Let me know what your thoughts are. I do have one final thought as well. But before we get there, I just wanted to highlight some other podcast episodes that you may be interested in as well after listening to this. Firstly, in episode 174, I was exploring what to do when there is no right answer. And actually, if you are finding yourself in a place where there is no right answer, it's pretty certain you have a complex system going on. And it's difficult because there's lots of if this, then that, right? So episode 174 to begin with. Then you may also enjoy episode 145 called Overcoming Retail's Big Contradictions. Again another episode where things don't quite make sense because they are in this complex web of interconnectedness. And then finally, we spoke about supply chains right at the start. 
And actually, supply chains have been on a big drive to become more agile and more resilient over the past couple of years. So in episode 108, I was delighted to catch up with supply chain expert Gary Newbury, and we spoke about agile supply chains in retail. So those are three episodes there for you to catch up on. I'm going to put all three on the show notes today at obandco.uk slash 216. That's obandco.uk slash 216. And over there, you will find those three episodes. You'll find those couple of book recommendations as well. And of course, you'll find the opportunity to sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing if you haven't already done so. This is the weekly email newsletter that you need to keep your finger firmly on the pulse of the ever-evolving world of retail with key headlines about how the industry is changing as well as insights and intel to help you drive successful transformation. Sign up totally for free, no strings attached, obandco.uk slash 216. And before we wrap up, I did want to leave you with one final thought. I hope you understand now that we live in a world of complex systems with loads of different inputs and outputs, lots of different connected elements. But actually, this world of complex systems is just one. It's all one mega complex system. Everything is interlinked somehow. And so it's easy to become overwhelmed, right? It's easy to think about complex systems and bite off more than you can chew. You start to think about the end-to-end supply chain and suddenly you're thinking loads of detail, loads of different scope enhancements and so on. So do consider if it is one mega complex system, how can you chunk it up? How can you eat the proverbial elephant one bite at a time? Define smaller systems within this mega system so that we can understand a little and importantly, how we can influence and shape the system and the transformation of the system in the best possible way. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Retail Transformation Show today. Do hit the subscribe link in your favorite podcast app to make sure that you stay tuned to new episodes every single week. And I'll look forward to joining you on another episode very, very soon. Thanks so much. Bye for now. Thank you.